0: All right. Well, hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to Inspiring Times with a Mentee. We are doing another episode today. Uh, Today, our guest is going to be um, Dominic Nico Rossi. Uh, Dominic is a 14-year former police sergeant with North Lake PD. He's also been 15 years as a professional chef working in the hotel and casino industry. And we wanted to take this opportunity to bring to you another person in a business that's gone through different uh, life changes within their life. Um, And we're going to get to know uh, Nico a little bit more. Uh, I've known Nico for a long time. Uh, He was also on the police department with me. He was my sergeant. So it's going to be a great honor to interview and be able to share with you guys a little bit more about what Nico has basically been able to achieve in his life. And what ups and downs he's gone through. So, with that, welcome, Dom. How you doing?
0: I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I think this podcast is awesome. I think it's a good thing, man. How you been? Well, I'm
1: uh, doing good. Doing good. I'm. Uh, I'm really excited about having you on um, as my second guest. Uh, and uh, you know, I, I pretty much have been. Focusing on looking at number of people to have as guests are people that influenced me some way in my life, as well as hopefully uh, I made some kind of impact in theirs. So um, that's that's what we're looking to do and uh, and get to know a little bit more about uh, what you got going on. So why don't you um, why don't you give us a, a background really quick on where you're at now i mean we gave you a small introduction we'll go into those other things a little bit
0: more but what are you doing currently Uh, currently i'm on furlough as the executive chef for a big tribal casino in uh, southwest michigan uh they put me on furlough right after covid uh, made them close the casino so i've been pretty much on a sabbatical since april 12th just um kind of reinventing myself to be honest which i've gone through a lot of uh formation uh, transformations as far as what i want to do uh with the rest of my life Uh, it seems that the uh pandemic has really hurt the casino business and the food and beverage business in the whole uh, Mm -hmm. country it's i mean it's a completely different animal um the job that i currently hold um a good chance that it doesn't exist in the next month or so uh just from the restructuring of the the businesses that need to to, you know just to pay their bills i mean this is a big hit for a lot of restaurant businesses a lot of a lot of cooks a lot of chefs there are a lot of us out there right now on furlough um we've kind of pretty much burned through our monthly say our savings um, and uh we're kind of waiting to see what the government does with the stimulus packages and stuff like that. But it's just it's just time for me to reinvent myself again, I guess. Um, right now, I'm kind of looking at becoming a, uh, a yacht captain, uh, get my uh, license down in Florida, <laughs> go to school for a month or so. And then uh, I'll be able to move uh, yachts, uh, mostly sailboats, because... Um, while I've been off on a sabbatical, I've been doing a lot of sailing. Uh, I've got a friend that owns a, a 36-foot sailboat on Lake Michigan, and I've been doing some club racing at the Yacht Club and getting to know people. And it seems uh, as a new path, a new door opens, uh, we'll see what happens. Every day something new happens, and it's you make a decision from there. Right. Well, absolutely. And you know, and
1: I have to say that uh I've known you for all your life changes that yeah. you've made. You yeah. know, going back to uh I mean going back to when we were on the police department together. I mean, uh there there came a situation where something that was out of our control that um unfortunately um twisted um our lifestyle drastically totally. into both of us moving in different directions. Yeah. And um so um, you know, tell me what it was like after doing 14 years um, on a police department. You know, and I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna guess because I'm pretty sure you were the same way. I mean, we both got into police work because we wanted to make a difference. We wanted to be out there helping people um, and doing those kind of things. So when when you left the police department, how was it that you were going to be able to fill that void of being able to help people? I mean, what made you go into the next step of your life
0: well you know when i left the police department i had uh um, three kids all under the age of 10 i think my oldest was nine and my youngest was six um i had always enjoyed cooking um and thought about it many times and making it my profession um so i was i was left with a decision you know i, I once the department um the the situation there deteriorated to the point where I needed to leave I pretty much just made a decision I moved my entire family to Phoenix and I went to the Scottsdale Culinary Institute at the time and uh, learned how to cook and I was fortunate enough that I had saved enough money up through my pension and other means that I could afford to uh, support my family while I went to school and I started making salads at eight bucks an hour. You know, I was a sergeant on the police department. I switched my careers. I went to the bottom of another career ladder. And over the last 15 years, uh, I just kept moving forward. I've, I've always been a type of person that if you fall down, get up, dust yourself off. You know, I've always said, fall forward. Never, never look behind you. Those are just reference points to make better decisions in the future. Right, right. And, you know,
1: you know, now that you're saying that, because I, I know that for me was the same thing. When I left the department, I kind of went rock bottom, mm-hmm. um, starting out working for an insurance company um, that definitely didn't, wasn't treating me right either. and gave me false hopes to, to slowly tr- working my way up. But, um, you know, I know for me, it, it had to be more about, I think, faith. Was a big guidance for me, um, and, and it wasn't major until actually after I had my my kids. But I mean, do you do you think that faith had anything to do your faith and, and religion to be able to help you keep
0: going the way you did? Um, yeah, a lot a lot of it did. Um, unbeknownst to me, I mean, I didn't come to Christ until about 2006 when I I finally uh, I had moved back from Phoenix and I was waiting for a house to sell in Phoenix and, and, and so I could close on another house here at well here, but at the time in Illinois and I was living with my brother who had already uh, come to Jesus. And, and uh, I don't know, I think I spent a month and a half with him and uh, opened a lot of doors. A lot of, a lot of things that I had seen in my past, they didn't really give credit to where credit was due. I mean, obviously the good Lord and himself was taking care of me without me knowing about it or, mm-hmm. you know, but, uh, yeah, and then once I, once I, found, I didn't find Jesus, Jesus has always been there, but once I accepted Jesus into my life, things have just been good. I mean, I, even after I accepted Jesus, you know, life, life and tumbles, ups and downs of being a chef, uh, working its way up through the uh, ladders, through mom and pops, and then in the corporate kitchens, and then eventually in the, uh, the, the casino world, uh, it's, it takes a toll you know on you and it's you know one one stressful career to the other and i kind of joke with what my fellow chefs that hey listen ain't nobody shooting you and i'm not calling you at midnight to come into your restaurant to make me an omelet. so <laughs> life is a lot easier as a chef versus a police officer and man, god bless those guys out there now doing that job i, I would not i i don't i have any interest whatsoever and in, Doing that is—it's it's a hard job, and unless you've done it, you really, you really don't know what it's all about.
1: Well, yeah, that's that's very true. That's very true. Because I'll tell you what—you um, know—a lot of people are Monday night quarterbacks on what goes on out there, but they really have no idea um, what what's happening. And you know, being on the front lines and, and having ice water bottles thrown at your head um you know they they have they have no clue but you know if you could turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self mm-hmm. what would you
0: what would you tell him today my 18 year old self uh well a lot lots of things i guess i guess i would tell my 18 year old self um no don't, no no take this the wrong way i don't regret any of the decisions i've made but if you're asking me if I was 18 with the knowledge I have now, first off, I, I'd never gotten married at all, and I would have pursued my career and um, probably, probably not even as a police officer. I, I, I guess if from not from speaking now backwards, I probably would have just kept pursuing my sailing career and got into more racing. At 18 from 18 to 27. I used to race sailboats, and I was really big into sailing. And then, of course, over time with jobs and kids and family, you, you kind of lose your passion and your hobbies because more impressive, more important things take over. You know, you can't spend that kind of money on on the weekend when you're trying to raise three little kids. But right, I think I think at eighteen, you know, I would have probably just said. You know what, I'm going to go travel the world and crew on some sailboats and just go just go travel the world, you know. And that's the kind of what I try to impress upon my own children. Is you know what, before you have kids, there's a whole world out there. You don't owe anybody anything. You don't have any bills. You're not, you know, go go do something. Go visit. Go see people. Go listen to other people's stories. Go look at and learn about other people's cultures. Mm-hmm. About the food they eat. The, the water they drink where they live and how how spoiled we really are here in the United States and how when you talk about poverty even here in the United States our poorest people are still richer than most people in the world
1: right 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 that that's very true that's very true
0: but well listen go ahead I, I guess to answer one of your questions you got you have to have a servant's heart you know? I guess I was born with a servant's heart. I like to serve people. I have, I find enjoyment in watching other people um, either work out their problems or eat the food that I create for them.
1: Well, I mean, I'm going to have to tell you. I mean, I, I believe that, that was that's my life goal is to serve people, um, to help people in any way I could. You know, when I left the police department, you know, um, when I finally got into working for the dealership, um, I found a lot of reward in being able to help people get their cars back to what they needed to be, um, being able to, you know, and, and the same thing goes now. But get out of the dealership working for Mitchell International. I don't look at it as a sales job. I look at it as a consultant job, being able to help other people, you know, better themselves. And I, I think that's huge.
0: So You're helping, you're helping entrepreneurs use the latest technology to cut, you know, save themselves and labor or whatever, whatever your, your your company does. But it's, it's, it's to better their lives. Right. Absolutely. And,
1: you know, we both we both come from um, divorced, <laughs> divorced uh, families and sets of where, you know, we both were pre- married before and we both ended up leaving. Um, yep. What what was <laughs> the biggest, biggest impact that happened that. I mean, what would you tell your 18 year old self about not getting married, but what kind of mistakes, you know, we make or, and what caused that conflict to start happening for you?
0: Uh, Well, I told, I told you I was going to get a little deep on you. No, no, it's all right. I mean, I got my divorce basically comes down to, uh, um, I'm an alpha and my ex-wife is a Sigma female those two are like oil and water. Um, after my divorce, while I was going through my divorce, I decided to dive into interpersonal relationships and study my study up on that and understand why, what was going on. Uh, so that my analytical side of my, my brain could understand why this was happening. This comes out to, you know, we were just, we were not just, we were not matched to be together. We raised three kids. We got them somewhat straightened out. I mean, Every, all your kids, you know, they don't come with books and how (laughs) to, unfortunately, you know, you kind of have to wing it most of the time, but uh, yeah, we just grew apart. I mean, it wasn't really a whole lot. And I mean, as today, we're still pretty good friends. We talk, we communicate, we discuss things with our kids and we just, you know, go about our life. I mean, it was a pretty amicable divorce. I uh, I think the biggest breakdown was we we. I I like red and she likes blue. You know, it comes down to just completely different people living in the same house. That once the kids were growing up, we're like, oh, what are we doing? <laughs> right, right. What are we doing? <laughs> I I don't want to spend any time with you, and you don't want to spend any time with me. So what are, what are, what are we doing? Yeah,
1: well, I, I would have to agree with you. I mean, on on my situation, I don't really know what happened other than the fact of, um, I think there was just growing apart. Um, I don't, maybe I was too young to get married. I I would probably agree with you there. I probably would have told myself, um, you know what, you might want to do something different, you know. Um, But I I would have to say now, now that my two older children are grown up, um, I actually have a um, decent um, talking relationship with my ex-wife, which is kind of surprising because I wasn't, wasn't expecting that. I figured, you know, there was going to be a lot of, a lot of hate and, um, in, in that relationship for a long time, but that, uh, every, everything, you know, everybody starts to grow. And when we grow, we start to think outside of just that little box, right?
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. As we grow and we're able to remove ourselves from a situation, uh, you, you get that 10,000-foot perspective of, oh, man, what an idiot. What, dude, why'd you miss all those red flags? What what the heck were you thinking? Why did you do that? You know, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Right. You, 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 you Monday morning quarterback your own self. I'm like, well, dude, why did you do that? Well, you didn't know any better. But moving forward, you, 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 you don't necessarily go into another relationship guarded, but you kind of do. Right. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, what well, even even, you know, understand this. I, I am no perfect person. It just this, this my divorce doesn't solely re- because my ex-wife was such a bad person. No, nah, there's two people to tangle here, man. It takes two of us. So it's like you know all the mistakes I made in that relationship. I know that in my future relationships, not to make those mistakes. Right. Right so
1: going into then what makes you feel inspired or uh, like your best self my, my best self yeah what that's makes you very- what, yeah what makes you feel inspired what inspires you or makes you like your best self
0: I don't know it's I guess that's a hard um, that's a hard question dude <laughs> <I> guess, <laughs> what, what makes me my best self Um. I don't know i just i guess my attitude towards life you know i've learned a long time ago that the only thing i can control is how i react to a situation
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: i can't control the situation I, I either can choose to be upset about it or stand back and go oh okay that's not a good thing but you know why did that happen or analyze it to, to death you know but make a decision you know not to have that happen again or, you know, my, my, it's a, really just comes on to a, a viewpoint in life. I wake up every day, happy. I woke up, uh, give thanks to my maker and, and just roll with it. Every day is something new. Right. But especially now it's like, you know, not that I'm on a sabbatical, I've been on, you know, I've been off since April 4th, 12th. I'm 52 years old, man. In my entire adult life, I've never gone this long without actually working. And because the company put me on furlough, I can't necessarily go find another job. Right. I technically have a job, but I'm just not working there. Right. Right. So So, you 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 get creative, man. I painted a house. You know. I just you know you just stay busy. Right. Right. So what is something that people seem
1: to misunderstand about you? Oh,
0: my, my, my empathy and kindness, I think, um, you know, I can be a little gruff from, I grew up in the Chicago streets, you know, so I come across a little, little gruff and I still got a little bit of that street cop in me every once in a while when somebody rubs me wrong, but, uh, It's, I, 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 all around I think that uh, when you wake up every day it's, it's to completely in your control to, to make it a happy day or a bad day
1: okay alright so let's go into my next question for you would be um, what's the most important thing you've learned in your life slash business and what was your life before learning it
0: and what is your life after you learned it? Uh, let's see. Three Most part imp- question. Yeah, I know. Most important thing in my life as far as uh, business goes. Um, filter. It doesn't have to be business. It can be life too. Uh, in life, uh, it's is, uh, keeping your filter on. It, it, not reacting too quickly to any given situation. Uh, patience, I think, is is the key word there. Um, as I grew older, I I, I, le- I learned patience, and patience is is oh is, well, allows you the time to think and allows time for other people to, to keep making stupid decisions, so you can make adjustments. So, what was it? What was your life before you learned patience? Um. Uh, a lot of wasted money. Huh. <laughs> I, you know, I wasted a lot of money on, you know, dumb decisions, you know, uh, it's just you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Or maybe I shouldn't have bought that or you, you waste a lot of money on, on bad decisions and, and patience uh, works into that as far as job hopping and especially as a chef, you know, my earlier in my career, I, I job top as a chef really quick because you know, I went from making six figures a year as a police officer to making eight bucks an hour. So I was job hopping, using my management skills, and like, being very aggressive within the kitchens, and and moving up into chef positions as fast as I possibly could. You know, uh-huh. and uh, maybe maybe sometimes too fast. You know, I, I've I've always I've taken a couple jobs on as a chef where I didn't know what the hell I was doing and I just kind of wung it. Like okay. I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this work, <laughs> you know, you know, fake it till you make it is, is sometimes the, the absolute truth. Now, yeah, well, I'm sure there's a lot of people um, out there that have
1: gone ahead and, and taken a job that maybe they weren't quite fully qualified for, but you know what, they, they learned it and they did it. You know, I mean, sometimes you have to, you have to make that extra edge of a, of a turn. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, if, if you could remove all your barriers and constraints, what project would you do? And would you want to be known
0: only by that project? Yeah, This one's gonna blow you. I write poetry. So right now I'm sitting on probably about 40, 45 poems that I'm, I've shot out to an editor uh, for a reading. To see whether or not i have it or i don't have it so that i can publish a poetry book
1: wow holy cow
0: man that just yeah. that just like made me lean back in my seat yeah i told you dude uh something the covid did was when uh, when they when they put me off on you know on whatever you want to call this my sabbatical it gave me a lot of time i've been reading a lot of books and I'm, I've always been an artsy fartsy guy, but for some reason or another, the writing, the creative writing, took me to poetry. I, I'm I'm huge. I I've, yeah, I've got about forty five poems written, and I've got three of them out now. Two of them um, are uh, three of them are out actually out now for a contest uh, and a poetry contest that uh, the deadline is next week. And then I another. Dropped another poem for uh, uh, a poetry newspaper called The Muse. This, and it was supposed to be, you know, they asked you, you write a poem about masks, about this whole thing about masks. So I wrote a poem about masks. So we'll see what happens, you know. It's the first time I've ever taken any of my artwork and put it out there for, uh, for critique. So hopefully uh, good things will happen. Even if it doesn't, you know, uh, poetry is something you write from the heart and if it inspires or creates an emotion, regardless if it's positive or negative, it's, it's, it's done its job. Yeah. Wow. That, um, that's, that's pretty intense. That's, uh, that's
1: outstanding Dom that you uh, went ahead and, uh, have, uh, gained something else. You've gained a lot more out of COVID than I have. That's for sure. (laughs) That's definitely for sure. Yeah. You know, you know, a
0: lot of people, some some people are you know negative. I, I took the opportunity because in, in my professional life, you know, I mean, how often do I get to call you when I'm working? Man, I'm working sixteen hour days, seven days a week. My I have a company cell phone, company email. I manage over 180 employees. I got 15 managers, and so I I mean I got a huge staff. Man. I mean, casinos are 24 seven. Man, they were. You know, $50,000 a year in revenue or $50 million a year in revenue in food and beverage. I mean, you know, it, 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 you're plugged in 24-7. You don't get to do the, the creative stuff that you want to do in your downtime because you're too busy, you know, washing your car or painting a house or all the other stuff that life tumbles against you. And you don't have that free time just to sit there and think
1: yeah well you know i I can agree with you on that I mean I, I can tell you me personally uh ten weeks of being stuck behind a desk um, basically drained me. I didn't want to do anything else I didn't want to work any of my side businesses I didn't wanna i you know I mean I didn't look into podcasting until after um, I was able to actually go out and and visit um, a couple of shops that I talked to and and yeah I mean it just it just totally to me, it drained me. It just wiped me out because that's not that's not the kind of person I am. I don't sit behind a desk, so sitting behind oh, a desk is torture to me. Um, oh god. So yeah, I mean, I, I understand that completely and uh, where you're coming from with that, but um, you know, we weren't we weren't uh, you know
0: we were still told to do our jobs, but they had to be behind a desk. So yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't even given that opportunity. They put me on unemployment, uh, which is. An exercise in itself I mean I I guess You know I I went from making some good money To unemployment money And then I was like you know what Life I can can live on this I can make money I don't need to make as much money as I was And and still be happy And not have all that stress that you have So you you have to reevaluate You know is it really worth it Do I really need to make six figures a year Running this big casino When I don't I don't need it I don't right. need that structure. I don't need that you know so yeah covid has been uh, quite of an eye opening I've kind of uh started another you know I started another business where I'm going to be a, a boat captain and, and and go to school and and shuttle boats around the east coast and the caribbean uh, for 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 owners and uh, probably start my own charter business here on the great lakes so yeah you know I took the opportunity to use it as a blessing in disguise
1: yeah, well, that that was huge, and I and I credit you a lot for that. I definitely do. Um, and so, since we're talking about COVID, if you can do anything to improve health in the healthcare in a rural
0: America, what would you do? Oh, uh, oh man, healthcare. Well, it has to start at your home. You have to start. You are what you eat. I mean, if you're eating McDonald's and all, all of those, and I don't mean just single at McDonald's, but any of the fast food companies, any of that stuff, that's not good for you. Go back to cooking in your home. Go to Pinterest and find some recipes and cook some good, delicious, tasting food in your own home. It's a, hell, a heck of a lot cheaper, and it's good for you. And I think when it comes down to it, if you're healthy uh, and, you, and you work out and, and you eat right, that's the best preventative healthcare medicine you could possibly ever have. I mean, even myself. I'm not no perfect person. When COVID happened, I was probably smoking a half a pack of cigarettes a day back in March. Man, that, and I had been wanting to quit for six months. All COVID did was like, you know what? This is a respiratory thing, man. If you're a smoker, you know, you're already, you're already putting your lungs at 50%, if less. So, and, and that... I'm like, okay, so I quit smoking. <laughs> it was a no brainer. You know, so you have to take care of yourself. And, uh, if you can't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of anybody else?
1: Well, I guess that means I shouldn't be going to McDonald's today for my dinner.
0: <laughs> no,
1: no Tina's a fabulous cook. Well, wait a second. I'm, I'm on, food. I'm on the road, dude. I'm on the road. I'm in a hotel right now doing my, doing my, uh, podcast with you. So, um, you know, I'm out in Norfolk, uh, Nebraska right now, and you know, there's not uh, sometimes there's not exactly the best options out there to go someplace and eat. You know, so
0: stay, stay away from them roller dogs at the freaking truck stop, man. Those things will kill you. Those things they look like Merlin's <laughs> fingers. but They're still black and burnt, rolling around on them things. Oh no, I don't. I don't hang out. I don't go into the truck stops and uh,
1: and get any of my stuff. I usually like to go to Casey's. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, Casey's. Well, they got good pizza, man. Yeah, they I remember, oh. I remember in transition from my divorce, man. It was like, man, if I had enough money because I was living in this little one-bedroom apartment by myself, I had enough money for a Casey's pizza, man. It was like a party, man. I was like, I get a quarter beer and a Casey's pizza and I, that was like my Thanksgiving dinner, dude. I was happier than heck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll,
0: I'll bet you were,
1: man. I mean, definitely when uh, times are tight. I mean, I've been there as well, where you know you get something like that that you can get, and you're like, oh, this is this is heaven, you know. Oh. Compared to uh, ramen noodles, right?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, those are tasty, man. You gotta just know how to spice them up, you know. <laughs> it's amazing. I go, I, I'd be working at a five star restaurant, and go home to ramen noodles. I'm like, something's wrong with this picture. What's going on here? Right, right. So, hey, what what was
1: uh, one of the best compliments you've ever received?
0: Ooh, best compliments I've ever received. I've, I've received a few, and I, and I and I couldn't. I would have to say one time that, um, one of the. One of my kids' parents, the, 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 one of their friend's parents, my, my kids had spent the night somewhere. I think it was one of my, one of my kids, probably my son more than likely, because I can't see anybody compliment my two girls. But I could see my son. I think it was him that, you know, he, the, the mother or the father, when, they, when we went to pick him up, but, but how polite he was. You know, I complimented how nice my kid was. I think it was one of the nicest compliments I've ever had. Because that meant that, you know, I I instilled some values and some some manners in my own child that, you know, was was nice to hear. Yeah,
1: um, I can tell you my best compliment was also about my children. And it had to be six years ago. Uh, We were on a Disney cruise. And we were getting ready to sail off. And I, I had Sabrina on my shoulders. And um, bad back and all, I was uh, I was dancing and all kinds of stuff with her. And we had these two single couples because Disney cruises aren't just for, for families. They also, you know, cater to the to the young adults or single elderly people or whatever because they have a whole adult section. But they had come up to us and told me and my wife that you guys look like awesome parents, and <laughs> and, and that was probably the best compliment. I've ever received and from that day forward I never forgot it and you know it it kind of it kind of leads me to every time that we go on vacation and we do Disney because we're Disney fanatics um, every time that we do a Disney vacation I just feel I feel young rejuvenated and it just lets me be whatever I want to be and not worry about you know my age or my back or you know, so
0: it, it's, yeah. you know, yeah, I can look, well, that's Disney, man. That's the, they create the environment for you to escape reality, man. Uh, you know, th- there's a lot of, a lot of teachings of Disney. I have learned over the years, you know, how, how they do their, they teach their cast members to, to, to create an atmosphere just like that. So that, that, so what, what they're doing is exactly what they're supposed to be doing, man. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: as we're gonna, we've already been in for doing this for a while, so we're going we're to wrap up some <laughs> questions for you. So here is, well, this is one of my favorite ones. I always like to ask this, and especially now with you doing poetry and stuff, I'm going to be really interested in seeing how you respond to this. So if you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Uh,
0: Anthony Bourdain. Is number one on my list. Uh, he unfortunately he, he was on my bucket list to have uh, dinner with. Uh, he's, he's he's passed on. Uh, why? Just because I, I resonate what what, the, what he created with no reservation and the cooks tour and, and all that. It just resonates with me. He went out and told the story about how food connects us all. And no matter where you are in the world, no matter what your political beliefs are, your religious beliefs, we all have to eat. And it's all a connection. And I would love to just, I would have loved just to sit down and talk to him about stories, just human stories. Uh, Second person. It's it's, it's my dad, of course. I I, I love sitting down with my dad. He was the inspiration for me to become a chef and 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 start cooking and learn how to do that at the age of 14 he told me he showed me himself went to night school you know he's a professional plumber by trade himself went to night school and learned how to cook cooking classes and then came home and showed me how to do all the stuff that he had learned in school from cutting apart chickens to following recipes to
1: to learning that a
0: recipe is nothing more than a guideline that you can make modifications according to your own tastes and, and stuff like that. So, and my dad would definitely be yeah. I never, as far as a third person, I, I don't know. I've ever only I've only gone about two people deep on that thought. Uh, third person. <laughs> <laughs> It would have to be my, I guess I guess it would have to be my namesakes. My two grandfathers, Domenico and Carlo, are, are my two grandfathers from my father's side. I would, I'd like to sit them down as an adult and, and actually have a conversation with them. I, they died very young in my life, so I really never got to uh, talk to them or, and, and, and listen to their stories. I was fortunate enough that one of my grandfathers lived till he was ninety, and he was a World War II vet from the Navy. And oh boy, I got tons of Navy stories, yeah. and all <laughs> kinds of stuff, you know. But I, I missed out on those uh, two other grandfathers that I would have liked to get to know.
1: Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I can see that as far as you know, family members. Um, I can't I can't say that I've had any family members that I didn't. I mean, I think that a lot of family members have gone before their time um, and I wish well, I could have spent more time with them, but it wasn't like I didn't get to know them at all. So I, I don't, I don't have any of those, but um, yeah. so one other, we'll finish up with one last question. Um, what would, since you're the chef, what would be your last meal? If you had one last meal, you were on uh, you know, death row and, and you had one last meal, what would it be?
0: <laughs> Why does somebody always ask me that question? You're not, you're not going to believe my answer. but <laughs> I, I actually answered the same way in a job interview one time. And of course, I didn't get the job. But a steak burrito. Give me a steak burrito. I love Mexican food. I love burritos. You can put anything in a burrito. Um, I'm a burrito guy, man. Give me <laughs> Just give me a burrito. <laughs> well, is that it? I mean, you can pick anything you want. You're just gonna take a burrito. You're not gonna. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a burrito, man. I I, I love burritos, uh, any kind, any way, deep fried, wet, whatever. I love a good burrito, and uh, you know, I've worked with most expensive Kobe steak from Japan, the best cheeses in the world. That's all great. <laughs> Just Give me a burrito, man, and a beer, and I'm good. <laughs> oh, wow! Well, what kind of beer would that be? Oh, it'd definitely be an IPA. Uh, matter of fact, like tonight, I'm drinking this uh hop solution from Bell's here in Kalamazoo, which is it's like a uh, just like chewing on raw hops, man. I i love a real hoppy IPA.
1: Well, that is that is uh, I I tell you what, I was kind of uh, shocked with that answer, too, as far as uh, not the beer, but definitely the meal just being a burrito. So, you know, basically having a 10 foot burrito sitting in front of you, I guess.
0: I would be happy. You know, people think us us fine dining chefs like you know we like all this foo foo food. Nah, you know what? We cook this shit every day, man. Just give us some down home comfort food. Is, is what we're really happening. Home cooked food. I don't care who's cooking it. It's like my, my girlfriend, Kirsten. You know, she, the first time she cooked for me, she was like nervous as all get up. She's like, I don't know what to make for you. I'm like, you know what? Why don't you just make me your lasagna? I just want a lasagna. Just make a lasagna. Well, how do you want, I, make me your recipe of a lasagna? And it was delicious. It was delicious. I'm not. I, you know, chefs aren't that fussy. We just want good flavored food. Yeah, it's not like that's you're. It. It's not like you're cooking for Gordon Ramsay, right? And he's getting ready to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what she felt like. She thought like I was. You know, I'm the I'm the big time. Casino chef in the neighborhood, you know, oh, oh, what am I going to cook for him? just, cook, be yourself. Cook what you normally eat. You know, back in culinary school, I used to have a chef, uh, Chef Getschel, actually. His name was Willis Getschel. He was the chef for, like, Frank Sinatra on the rack Pack back in the day in, in Jersey. He used to tell me, peasant food, man, peasant food. Just eat peasant food. It's the best food in the world. And what he meant by that was basic simple everyday food that people eat hashtag ratatouille yeah a good ratatouille man there's nothing wrong with that there's like 100 recipes for a ratatouille but everybody's got one and it's delicious it's like a vegetable goulash it's a ratatouille
1: right right well dude brother let me tell you what this was awesome I'm glad you were able to give us some time we talked about different things about life um you know, definitely talk about ups and downs. We talked about faith. And, and and basically, you know, what I've got out of this whole conversation that we've had is basically don't give up. You don't never. give up. Never give up. Whatever you do, you can be at the lowest point, but you don't give up. You just keep fighting. Having faith will help with that because I'm yep. a firm believer. If you have faith and you, and you believe, miracles will happen.
0: And, and it's, it's the truth, man. And never in my life would i would i think that right now i'm i'm a, me and my girlfriend are living together, and that she's the breadwinner she's out making all the money, and I'm on unemployment uh, the, what a revo- what a role reversal for me I've always been the breadwinner in any relationship so yeah. right now. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I have to, you know, I take care of the other stuff that needs to be happening. Yeah. And and I, you know, I, I look at that the
1: same way. I mean, I I don't know one day, you know, right now I'm, I'm doing everything. You know, Tina doesn't have to work full time anymore. Doesn't have to work all those restaurant hours. Doesn't have to do any of that stuff, but who knows, there might come a time where that role reverses and, you know, she is the breadwinner and I'm doing something else. So you never know. Um, but you just have to have faith and that it will lead you in the right direction. but you know definitely like we talked about, don't give up um, and that's why that's why inspiring time with A mente is the podcast is you know what what can we do to inspire others to be successful And hopefully you know these are life stories that we're doing and you know people will understand that you know we're just like them and it can anything can happen right.
0: Yeah. It, it, absolutely man my biggest thing I, I give to your listeners is be no matter what happens in life the sun is always going to rise in the morning and set at night and you have to look at it like every day is is another chance to to, to go out and 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 show the world what you got i've never ever no matter what trauma I've had deal with whether it's the death of a grandchild or a divorce or a death of a close friend, or you get, you, I, I've been laid off like three times as a chef. I mean, they come through and they lay you off. I mean, you just have to be like, okay, all right, next door, open the next door. You know, let's keep going, man. There's got, you know, just keep going. I mean, if you, if you stop and, and go pour me you know shame on you just keep going don't ever give up faith that's
1: awesome dude that is really awesome and there's so much more we could talk about i mean we've already gone on for for 42 minutes and and um you know but i I tell you brother there's there's one thing you you definitely got to be able to come and see me spend some time um you know spend a long weekend together and uh just be able to to sit and uh just share some of our old stories together, and uh, yeah, hey, have
0: some family. Nothing talk. like it, man. Even if you come up here, we'll come, we'll go, uh, we'll go out on a boat and watch a couple of sunsets on Lake Michigan. Dude. Share a good bottle of wine. There's there nothing more uh, relaxing and inspiring than being out on the lake in the middle of nowhere, with the stars and the sun in the morning, and and just knowing that the the only thing between you and God is, is, is the space between the, the water and the sky. Right. You know, just got, it's just, it's just a, a whole different perspective on life. You know, once you, once you're able to get above the rat race and, and, and see what's really going on and your whole perspective on life changes and it's, it's a good thing. I mean, there's a lot of good people in this world and uh, don't believe everything you hear on the news or the radio. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good people out there. And, and there's doesn't matter what color you are, dude. There's still a lot of good people out there. I know them. I work with them. I've been, I'm out in the community every day with them, and they're just beautiful. Well, dude, we
1: appreciate you giving us the time. Um, we hope that this was something that uh, will benefit. Um, once it goes out, please like it, share it. Um, spread it around get people to start um listening to the podcast and i will uh, ho- hopefully uh, we'll have some other stuff i'm, I'm probably going to do a couple little intertwines between uh, my interviews we're talking about different stuff whether it be uh you know loyalty depression um anxiety but you know definitely uh definitely enjoyed the time with you um i truly thank you
0: and, oh you're um, welcome feel feel free to call me dude i I I enjoy uh, talking philosophy and and, and life's ups and downs with you. It's a, it's a good thing. It's good for me. It's good for everybody else to hear it. Well, beautiful man. Well, listen, you take care.
1: And, but before we go, we're going to end this podcast. Like I always do on everything, whether it be Facebook live or, our um, this podcast first of all we want to give a huge shout out to all our public safety officers out there policemen firemen paramedics um, to all and dispatchers and to all our uh, nurses and doctors out there that might be working in a high um, area of dealing with illness um, to all our Vietnam veterans out there we want to welcome you home all right yeah and to all the and to all those that are serving right now we greatly appreciate it and all those that are veterans we thank you for your time that you've given to us. And with that, as always, uh, we wish everybody the best and in true faith and just be have a great, great day. So thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. God bless you. Bye.